Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Welcome to Action Action, the action movie podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on our list. Uh, it's getting big. It's getting long. It's getting hard. Oh uh, ready for action. <laughs> Phrasing. Um, but anyways, you know what? We are on the BFOP network, and we have uh, some special guests today. Uh, we have fellow network uh, hosts, associates, associates uh, <laughs> from podcasting after dark. We have Corey and Zach. Woo-hoo. Hey guys, what? Thanks for being here. What's up? Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having us on. Finally, we got Zach on the show. Corey, you've been here. Uh, yeah, Corey, whatever. whatever. Yeah, screw me. <laughs> Zach's Zach's the big draw here on this episode for sure. Yeah, you're just here as a technicality. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna do like, like a bad. German accent like Brian James does. Brian James, yeah. This is my first time on the program. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and he he wasn't even the worst uh, acting in the in the movie. No, we'll get into that. Uh, so before we get started, why don't you know if uh, some of our audience hasn't uh, listened to your podcast before? Why don't you guys just break down kind of like what your show's about and uh, and we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. Um, po- podcasting after dark. Uh, we are a cult movie podcast. We started out talking about movies that we weren't a, weren't allowed to watch as a kid, but it just evolved over time into just cult movies overall. Um, movies like we just recorded our review of Alligator, 1980s Alligator, nice. Robert Forster. Love that movie. Love that man. He's, he's awesome. Um, he's so good in it. Yeah, too. <laughs> he's, he's great. And uh, we also have um, a spinoff show. Uh, oh, so but on the main show, podcasting after dark, we uh, break down movies and review them but um our breakdowns are extensive so most episodes are no less than two and a half hours some of them are three and a half hours like alligator um i mean that's oh, wow. that's crazy <laughs> and we have you lot, guys are nuts we have a lot to You're say mental um and then we have a spinoff show uh called tv obscura which once a month um we talk about uh weird tv shows from our youth uh zach zach and i are joined by our pal diallo and uh we have fun and we also do interviews too and uh on our Patreon, we're going through every single John Carpenter movie um, on our Carpenter Factor. And right now, uh, Zach, we just recorded uh, uh, Village of the Damned. So that'll be out this month at some point when I when I get it up there. 
nice i mean the carpenter journey that just sounds like a fun uh a fun one to take to go through every single film like that yeah that was that was inspired by um we zach and i kind of did the same thing about oof, eight or nine maybe ten years ago now one summer oh, we yeah. just kind of went through every carpenter movie we stopped at a certain point i think it was prince of darkness um but we had such a good time doing it and going in order and i felt like i was learning something i and i always learn something from zach uh every freaking episode that we record uh he's like a walking imdb knowledge over there and uh and we decided to replicate it and we've been having a blast and learning a lot about John Carpenter and seeing a lot of stuff that I had never sort of seen before. I'm not, I don't mean movie wise, but like picking up on stuff. Uh, and Zach, you also have uh, another podcast too, right? That I, you, uh, I do. It's called $2 Late Fee. It's the uh, Corey's my sister wife to my other sister wife is uh, <laughs> Dustin Rubin. Uh, it's an 80s nostalgia movie podcast where we have a free form discussion about a movie from the 80s. A specific song off its soundtrack and pop culture moments and then we interview someone connected to the movie so this month this is your exclusive uh we'll be dropping a cobra episode and nice. Ooh, nice. talking about the soundtrack overall it's actually a this is probably in my opinion one of my favorite episodes that we've recorded because it, it it goes in different directions uh because i think cobra went in a lot of different directions too behind the scenes and then our <laughs> interview for the month will be with brian thompson the night slasher oh, nice. yeah the slasher himself yeah, yeah. and i will tell That's you pretty he's sweet unbelievable and we actually just uh and and just like podcasting after dark does with tv obscura we have a wrestling show now called territory marks with uh myself oh. and paul london he's a former wwe wrestler yes still I, I didn't know about that i gotta check that out yeah we just <laughs> dropped uh, our third episode about a week ago uh, and i think we'll be re recording episode number four uh, the following week so uh yeah we we focus on 80s territory wrestling so nwa awa world class mm -hmm. mid-south florida championship all that stuff you know uh one man gang before he became hakeem in uh the wwf <laughs> yeah. and with the his, african you know, dream <laughs> yes so you know brutal stuff bruiser brody um you know, coal miner uh, glove matches, stuff like that. It, right, it's, right. it's a deep dive into 80s wrestling. Okay, I'm going to be... Uh, that's all, to that, that sounds sure. right up your alley, yeah, that's, that's my kind of thing right there. Right yeah. now, what's, what did you... Uh, who are some of your favorite wrestlers in the 80s? Well, when I was a kid, it was I was definitely a WWF kid yeah. because I just didn't have access to totally a lot of the other stuff. And we had we also had Stampede Wrestling. Yep, uh, Stu Hart's was on television when I was a kid too, so I'd watch that. But it was mostly WWF, and you know I'd see NWA stuff in in magazines at at the corner store, and that was about it. I didn't have access to that stuff till later, so right. I kind of had to retroactively go back and and learn about some of that stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I love, love the wrestling. Well, Stampede <laughs> Wrestling might come up as well because Stampede was a great territory in Canada, and uh, obviously the Hart family came from there. And other notable people, too. Um, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, but we focus late 70s to toe-dipping into the early 90s as well. We might... We're not going to talk about uh, RoboCop and WCW. We'll save no. it for TV Obscura. <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I'm saving yeah. it for TV Obscura, dude. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, we will go into some some deep dives into some classic matches. So, yeah, that's territory nice. marks on two dollar late fee and podcasting after dark TV Obscura. Bam, bam, bam. 
Yeah, in action, wow. action. You guys have got the content yeah, I coming mean, down. Though. You guys have like a network just by yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it, that, That's awesome. It means it's a lot of editing all the time. Yeah. Editing. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's a yeah, lot of work yeah. you guys with know. no pay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, awesome. We are so excited to have you guys on. Um, now, we do a segment on our show at the beginning where uh, we do a little thing called Seek or Destroy, or John would call Sink or Swim. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, if he was still alive. If he was still alive, but uh, he's no longer among us. Um, <laughs> he's upstairs. <laughs> he's just upstairs with his family. Uh, but, you know, we go through uh, things that, you know, you've been watching this week things you should check out or things you should definitely not check out so since you guys are the guests well we're gonna have uh zach what do you got seek or destroy um so things i've been checking out this week right yep uh ted lasso <laughs> oh yeah yeah are you is it done now i i'm not i'm not quite caught up it just finished. It just wrapped uh, two nights ago, and, or on Tuesday night. So I know that's a little out of uh, out of the field on the show per se. But uh, oh no, no, we talk about all of it during this segment. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, like that show started when the pandemic started, and it, it it got me through some challenging times. And if there's ever been a show that encapsulates, uh, you know, all the goodness in the world. That's the show. It's just top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel good. Makes you feel good for watching it. Makes you know it's quality TV, and uh, you learn some life lessons, and and you know out of it maybe becoming a better person. So you know I tell my son now every now and then, like Ted Lasso tells his son, be a goldfish. Goldfish has like a ten second memory, so it lets go of all the things that bother it throughout the day. So be a goldfish. Don't let things bother you. You know the things that hold you back. So yeah. That's uh, that's one of my definitely my uh, seek, not a destroy. Yeah, I got. Nice. I'm a little bit behind a few episodes, I think. And uh, but yeah, I love that show. And like you're saying, it's one of the only shows I can think of that you watch it and it actually makes you want to be a better human being. So. Right? How awesome yeah. is that? So, uh, and one last thing I'll drop is, um, uh, well. I don't know if I should reveal this yet, Corey. It's a little toe dip on one of our upcoming episodes. Is it okay to talk about? <laughs> go go for it, man. Go for it. Okay. Uh, uh, Corey and I have a term, Corey does, on our show, Podcasting After Dark, funsy viewing. When we break down a movie ahead of time, we'll, uh, when we break down a movie, we'll watch it ahead of time, or in Corey's case, maybe after the fact, just for fun, funsies viewing. I watch it ahead of time before I break the movie down. Just watched Treasure of the Four Crowns. It's available on uh, Blu-ray from Kino. It's a canon movie that came out in like 1983. Uh, Ennio oh, Morricone did the soundtrack for it. It's basically canon's ripoff of uh, Indiana Jones, or Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Wait. Wait, didn't they also do the Alan Quartermain uh, they, movies? Wasn't that canon? They too? sure did. This one did not spawn a sequel, and I think you'll f know why when you see it. <laughs> I think it fits both categories. It's a seek and a destroy. You'll want to destroy yourself after you'll feel like you destroyed yourself after watching it. Uh, but you want to seek it out because it's fun. <laughs> I mean, those are the best kind, aren't Come they? Come on. Yeah. I know. We'll be breaking it down uh, in, a, in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm excited. Nice. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm look, very much looking forward to it. Well, it'll just awesome. simply, I'll, I'll, I'll tease this. 
uh, it'll answer the question, can you spin your head around 360 and still live? The answer is yes. Yes, I assumed it could only <laughs> be oh. yes. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough of me. I'll awesome. Try that. I'll try that later on, see how that works out. <laughs> uh, Corey, what have you been watching? Yeah, um, my wife and I just uh, wrapped up Atlanta with um, Donald Glover's show on, on, I think it was on FX. Um, oh, another show I'm behind on. Yeah, it's, uh, dude, it was it was fantastic. Four seasons, um, absolutely loved it. And we just started the Harley Quinn animated show on HBO. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was... I didn't know. I, I I heard it was like adult. I didn't know that she was going to be hardcore cussing and like kicking dudes like kneecaps out. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> that's a fun show. It is. It's a hard R. We're right at the end of season one. So we do have some some ways to go with it. Um, so very excited to see where that goes. Um, yeah, I had a buddy in town uh, about a week and a half ago. We busted through a bunch of movies and I'm just going to rattle out a bunch of quick ones. Um, Motel Hell. A lot of fun. Watch that. Yeah. Um, the Prowler. Watch that. A lot of fun. And watch. Good time of year for that one. Yep. And uh, watch Sisu. Went and saw Sisu in the theater and very much enjoyed oh, that. Oh yeah. I want to do that one on the show soon it, for sure. I was. I'm waiting for it to come to action. Action. Um, and then for my destroy uh, of all those movies, we watched another one called Blood Rage. And um, yeah. What? Ah. Classic Blood Rage? The cranberry sauce? I mean, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It just it wasn't as good as Motel Hell or Prowler, you know? It, it was fine. Mm. Well, I'll say this about Blood Rage. The first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, all right. But the next time I saw it, I don't know. It clicked for yeah. me. That's a, that's a glorious piece Sweet of trash. Spot. Maybe I need to watch it at Thanksgiving, and, and it'll click for me. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. Yeah, you didn't watch it the right time of year. There you Come go. On. <laughs> it's out of season. It's like wearing right. white after yeah. Labor Day. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Oh, and then well, one more. Dustin. If I can, uh, if I can oh, throw yeah, a video yeah. game into the mix, I've been playing uh, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed with my wife like all the time and having an absolute blast with that game. It's the best Ghostbusters game I've ever played, and it fully realizes the fantasy of becoming a Ghostbuster. So awesome. go check out uh, Ghostbusters Spirits cool. Unleashed. Is that new? I don't think I even knew about yeah, that. Yeah, it's one of those like four v one. So like you get to play as four Ghostbusters, very customizable. So you can make your make it look like you. Kind of cartoony though. And then one person plays as a ghost trying to haunt whatever the location oh, okay, yeah, you're in. Yeah. Uh, made by the same people who made the Friday the Thirteenth game. Right. Okay, nice. Cool. Yeah. All right, Dustin, what are the 18 movies you've watched this week? <laughs> you know, I'm having trouble narrowing it down. Which ones should I talk about on a show when we have two guests? You uh -huh. know, I don't want to go go crazy, but uh, I'll mention a few things here. I did I, I did a sort of sadomasochistic uh, double feature where I watched the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie and then followed it up immediately with the with the brand new yes. Super Mario Brothers it's movie. Probably the best way to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the only way to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I had never seen the 93 Super Mario Brothers movie, if you can believe that. Wow. That just seems odd that you've never seen it. I know. It's just one of those uh, slip through the cracks kind of movies. Uh, it's, as, it's as bad as people say it is, but I can't say that I wasn't entertained by it at the same time. Sort of like how you're talking about with the uh, the four lamps or whatever. The treasure, <laughs> the four crowns. Four I crown, called four it crown. the four condors on when, when, when we announced it. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have fun with that one. We are. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, 
Man, I assume every, have you guys all seen the the yeah. 93 Mario? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it in theater, unfortunately. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, I saw Double Dragon I mean, what did in the that theater have to do too. With Mario. Oh yeah, Double Dragon, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was I was I was thoroughly disappointed and enthralled at the same time. I was like, <laughs> what is this and oh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's bizarre. Uh, the new one was all right. You know, it was good enough. Yeah. Uh, it had some fun, good visuals. Some, some, I mean, it's good. It's a kid's movie. So it's good. It definitely did it, what it needed to do. Yeah, it fulfills what it needs to for a kid's movie. For sure. Um, what else? I watched The Last Hunter. This is a Antonio Margariti uh, Nam Nam exploitation movie. Mm. So one of these Italian Vietnam War, but like it's an action movie more than it's a drama. It does try to kind of do some drama <laughs> to uh, not the greatest effect, but uh, <laughs> the action bits were pretty fun. Like nice, a lot of big shootouts, a lot of huge explosions going on, uh, and you know it's sleazy. It's Italian. It's uh, it's some fun. <laughs> uh, then I watched like the craziest fucking movie I've seen in a long time. Uh, a movie called The Boxer's Omen. Uh, mm. Have, have anyone seen that movie? No. It's like a, it's a Chinese, um, I don't know how to describe this. This is like if you wanted to watch like Hodorowski's Holy Mountain, but but if he, Hodorowski was trying to make like Big Trouble in Little China, and then you threw in a little bit of Bloodsport. <laughs> cool. Sold. If, yeah. <laughs> Check this movie out if you get a chance. It is insane. Like, it is just nuts. It's got some real gross effects like it's not super gory but but there's all this like gross shit that i don't even know how to describe it's kind of like um some reminding me of a lot of the effects of the first evil dead actually cool um a lot of weird deterioration things and just strange ideas there's some really hammy stuff too like there's like these fake spiders that don't look <laughs> remotely real like they look like they're from the beyond or is something it kind of like, like uh ricky o kind of yeah, it, it, well, it's a Cat 3 movie, like Ricky O, so that it was like, a, you know, kind of like the, the rated R Hong Kong uh, yeah. sort of movie. But it's just bizarre. But I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, my mind was uh, going to Ricky O when you were talking about, like, if how violent it was or whatever. Like, is the violence in the fights, in the Bloodsport fights? No, no, that, that's the thing. It's not really, like, violent like that. It's, it's more like it has to do a lot of stuff to do with black magic. And so uh. there's just all this weird sort of gross effects that they do and it's really hard to explain why it's gross but when you watch it it's just very like you're like it's gross <laughs> un- it's very unsettling yeah so no one's getting choked out by someone's intestine <laughs> <laughs> no that doesn't happen but all kinds of other weird, weird okay. stuff oh man i on. love rickio um, <laughs> oh it's so good uh i also watched uh point blank with lee marvin from 1967 good movie uh that, yeah, I had never seen it before. Really good. Uh, and they remade it as Payback with Mel Gibson yeah. in the late 90s. Yep. Um, but and Which I also enjoyed, but I think this is better. It's way more stylish, just really well shot. Um, I don't know, cool, ambiguous ending like they, they like to do in, those, in that era. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Last movie I'll mention is I went and finally saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh. Um, haven't been out to the theater much lately, but I got out to that. Went with my old man. He fell asleep immediately. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> He's a tough critic. <laughs> He's a tough critic. He just goes to sleep if he doesn't like it. He wakes up halfway through. He's like, when is this going to be over? Yeah, what kind of <laughs> bullshit is this? Where's that Cat Stevens yeah. song again? Where's it? I don't want Cat Stevens. 
<laughs> He's like, there were some funny bits, but man, there's a bunch of people screaming. Torturing animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he slept through that part. But anyway, I really liked it, man. I thought, you know, I'm, I've kind of been out of the Marvel thing now. Like, we've talked about it a lot on the show. Yeah. We're pretty fati- fatigued by all the superhero stuff. Uh, this feels like a good last hurrah to me. Yeah. Like, this was... Uh, I might retire from watching superhero movies at this point. It was a good note to go out on. Probably, probably like top three Marvel movie for me. Actually, oh, wow. to be honest, really? I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was really it was good, good too. I thought it was really well done. Nice button up as well. I really enjoyed it. So yeah, uh, I might, I might retire. Other than like across the universe, because that's animated, so that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so I've been watching uh, mostly kids movies. <laughs> so. So I watched uh, a Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. Oh. You ever seen this, no. Dustin? No, can't say this I've is, seen that one. This is in your wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, my kids liked it, quite enjoyed it. Uh, my oldest daughter, she's really into like fantasy kind of yeah. movies. Yeah, good for a kid's movie. Cool. So if you got kids, you want to watch something, yeah, watch it. Hmm. A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah. uh, the live action. Did not like it. No. Was that the TV um, show or the movie? The the movie. The movie. Okay. The, okay. Uh, yeah. Didn't uh, Oprah Winfrey produce it or something like that? Or she's yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. She's in it. Yeah. Didn't like it. My kids didn't like it. Yep. Um, <laughs> not a fan. Yeah. Not not a fan. Uh, my kids have been uh, really into the newest version of the Scooby Doo show. Oh, yeah. So oh. Um, it's on Netflix. So they watched the first, uh, or there's two seasons. Uh, so they watched all of that. And then, uh, you know, I kind of said, hey, you know, they made like movies too, right? <laughs> and so we went, we watched uh, like 2002's Scooby Doo. Oh, and uh, <laughs> hey, they liked it. Okay. So. Yeah. I've never actually seen it. I just remember... uh, It's very cheesy. Did James Gunn direct that or just write it? Did he really write that? Yeah, he definitely wrote it. I I can't remember if he directed it as well. I saw it once. I was not thoroughly impressed with it. But, I mean, I grew up on the 70s, you know, Scooby-Doo cartoons and stuff with, like, you know, Tim Conway, the special guest. Every episode was a special guest, you know, and I used to love that shit back in the day. Yeah, yeah, those are those are the ones that are classic to me. My wife likes some of the newer ones too, though. Like I don't know if she's if she's seen the ones you're talking about, James. But there's been a bunch of different. There's been a Scooby-Doo bunch of series, and she would watch a few from a few years ago. And I watched a couple of them with her, and they were pretty funny actually, and had little sort of smart jokes and. Yeah, and they're actually like the newest, and I can't remember what it's called exactly, but. Um it's actually good. It reminds me of like the original show. Oh, okay, like, that's nice. It's actually entertaining. And of Ooh. course, we're not talking about Velma, right? The Velma cartoon. No, no. no we're not talking <laughs> I don't think about the that. kids were going to be into that one, were they? <laughs> not yet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, so I was watching that, and then um, I started watching Barry. Oh, so yeah. So I haven't hadn't watched any of Barry, so I'm like halfway through season two. So nice. Uh, quite just, enjoying just that. Just finished it myself. But oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Quite enjoying that. Um, hey guys, recommend it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know I'm kind of behind on, on it, but yeah, we told you to watch it about four years ago. I yeah, <laughs> I know. It was kind of like everything. I watch a little bit and then I just never go back to it. So, 
uh, it's the same with Atlanta. I watched just the Goofy episode, the Goofy oh, movie episode. Yeah, that was that was an interesting <laughs> episode, and that I sh- love it. I should, yeah, it was really awesome, and it's funny because uh, my wife's a bit younger than me, so she was like, "Oh, now I want to watch the Goofy movie because it's nostalgia to her." Whereas I'd never seen it before, so we actually watched it uh, a couple nights ago, and it's all because of that Atlanta episode. And <laughs> that um, movie slaps. I actually thought it was good. I was like, you yeah, know what? It's awesome, I, and I'm. I'm a you know, 45 year old dude watching it for the first time in 2023, and I was like, you know what? This is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah I might this, have to give it a chance. The I never soundtrack saw that alone is worth it. Oh yeah, the yeah. Oh yeah. Great. It, it's amazing. But yes, according to um, Atlanta, it's the most it's the blackest movie ever made. It, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. It, and I think it's true too. Yeah, so. yeah. That, that show has episodes like every season. It has these weird episodes that kind of do their own thing that aren't connected to the mm-hmm. the show itself, and they're just they have a lot of fun with it, and it just. I've never had a show keep me on my toes as much as that did episode to episode. Nice. And there's yeah, a lot a of strange, weird, strange show, it's, but it, I love it. There's a lot of weird horror elements in it as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I was gonna, um, James. I was gonna offer you uh, because you have you have kids. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Earth to Echo, uh, it's a fun kind no. of ET slash explorers slash. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, E.T. esque type film. These kids okay. find a little robot in the middle of the desert and uh, try to get it home. It's a cool film for kids. It's fun. Yeah, and it's all on yeah, handheld cool. devices throughout the whole thing. So they're like talking to each other on their phones or whatever, and it's it's cool. It's it's mod it's a modern E.T. I guess is a good way to put it. Hmm. And then okay, uh, cool. D- Dustin, I got a movie for you. It's called Devil Fetus. Devil Fetus. Oh, you know, I I added that to my watch list not too long ago. Uh, I'm having trouble tracking it down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They may maybe find it on YouTube, perhaps. But for for anyone wondering, it's about a a woman. It's a Hong Kong film where a woman um, uh, buys a vase, I think, in like a flea market, and then it decides to insert the vase inside her body in an orifice, <laughs> and it, uh, unleashes a devil inside her body, and it gets passed to another uh, person at one point through or uh, actually gets passed to a dog at one point because the dog goes under the woman's skirt and um, oh boy. licks her area. <laughs> and wow. so uh, she, the dog you're, gets... You're really covering a lot of ground here, Zach. You're <laughs> recommending the children's film. So I, it runs again. I'm a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. And what yet I'm called Sleazy C on the show and Zach's the, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the pure one. You know? I, I omitted Guys, certain Guys, I want words. you to watch Devil Fetus, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you like wild, wacky stuff, that's one to get. I do, I do. I saw, you know, I hadn't heard of it until recently. I think I, I was watching uh, In Search of Darkness 3, and I think they did a whole section on Asian horror films, and Devil Fetus is one of the ones that was mentioned. I was like, Devil Fetus? Well, that I got to see that. Sold. <laughs> I saw that on a double feature with, um, well, no, sorry, uh, the Arrow Theater here in Santa Monica does a horrorthon every year. They showed that with The Blob, um, the, the remake, the 88 remake, the, yeah, 88, uh, yeah. the Entity, Phantasm 2, oh, nice. Hell Knight uh, with um, uh, Linda Blair. Linda, Linda Blair, yeah. Brain Damage and Humanoids from the Deep. All those well, movies are great. Well, that is a hell of a marathon right there. Yep, yeah, that, I, I made it through about four. I made it through Phantasm <laughs> 2. Man, let's see. We just don't get stuff like that around where we live. No, sorry, but, you guys uh, got to come out to L.A. 
I know. It just kills me. We got That's it. Any... We're moving the show to LA. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, let's get to what we watched uh, for the show today. We watched 1992's Nemesis. Uh, let's hear a trailer. Alex Rain is a human being. His life is more dangerous with each sunrise. Alex Rain will be destroyed somehow, some way. He should die for what he's done. Get out! In a future false world, he stands for truth. He's a cop, all right. In a violent world, violence is his life. He knows he must face the human condition alone. It takes more than flesh and blood to be human, Alex. I can't feel anything anymore. Maybe you should take the time to find out what you care about, Alex. You're not really human anymore, are you? He knows the answer, but he doesn't know the question. I think he accepted the story, but the time he learns the truth, it'll be too late. He must face an ever-changing enemy in an eternal fight against an indestructible force. I need your help with the cyborgs. The never-ending battle line is drawn. He has what they must have. Jared's mind and soul, Alex. In a world where humanity is measured in percentages, only Alex Rain knows the path to redemption to the cyborg enemy. He is their nemesis. That was a crazy trailer, guys. Like, <laughs> it's wow. amazing. Made me want to watch it all over again. It's it actually really pretty did. good. It's, it's one of those classic uh, trailers, so it's actually pretty good. No, it's it, like it, in a world where yeah. a cop is burnt out and he becomes a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> he must fight more cyborgs to save the future from cyborgs. Uh, yeah, what? What is? Okay, hold on. Before we even start, did anyone fucking understand what was going on in this movie? Absolutely I had no idea. not. <laughs> no idea. No, I, I feel like this film on paper... Well, that's a lot of pune films, though. A lot of pune films sound amazing. <laughs> and then when you watch it, you're like, you know, it kind of made sense. And it had great explosions. So it I'm going to great explosions. Great. If we only stunts. have an explosions thing on our rating scale. This <laughs> that's be, true. This would be a 10 that's out true. of 10. I think it's for sure. a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I found in between all the action, it was just info dump after info a dump. A lot of info dumps, yeah. yeah. So uh, much info dump. True. Did you guys ever remember? I don't know if you remember or not, Corey. You might. Um, in the '80s, the VHS game came out called for iRobot, Isaac Asimov's iRobot, the oh, VHS wow. game, and you'd fast forward to certain times to determine whether you would where you would go in the game. And it was a retelling of Asimov's story in like a 20-minute VHS tape, basically. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. But this at times reminded me of that, like. Are they trying to sound? They're trying to sound really cool by giving you all this information, <laughs> but it's really a bunch of bullshit. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. None of it matters. Like, I had a lot of trouble listening to these info dumps and being like, "What? What is being conveyed here?" Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, like every scene, there's kind of like 
a, a betrayal or a, a turn Everybody. or who's who and who's a robot and who's not. But but anyway, I, I, before we get into all that stuff, like, uh, well, well, let's read the synopsis. James, you want me to read it? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. In the future, chaos is rampant as information terrorists threaten to destroy order in society. Alex is a part man, part machine, LAPD cop who is the best at what he does, I guess. When one of the terrorists call him a, calls him a machine, Alex questions his humanity and decides to leave the force. His final assignment is to apprehend an old colleague who has stolen some data. However, there is more than meets the eye, and Alex must question his allegiance. Okay, yeah. Um, See, I have, I, a guess. Pro- I have a problem with that. They don't mention all the giant oversized trench coats and the terrible sunglasses <laughs> that everyone's wearing. Oh, man. That's I a love the sun movie. You got it. Uh, yeah, have I love stuff. the sunglasses. I'm like, I'm digging this time. I like Olivier Grunier's sunglasses. His were cool. His were cool. His yeah. spectacle ones. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe we should start off by talking about him a little bit because uh, he's sort of like the poor man's Van Damme, I feel like. Uh, and I remember when this movie came out, I remember renting this movie actually, and I haven't seen it since then and renting it on VHS when it came out. So I didn't remember a lot of it. Um, some of the scenes, uh, came back to me as I was watching it, but he was, I won't say a big deal, but in the straight to video market, he had a a presence for a while in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, and, but he just never really grabbed me as a star, like he's kind of flat <laughs> he's a former french military guy i guess and was a real kickboxing champion and stuff so i think they thought we got our we got ourselves another jcvd here let's throw this guy in a movie and see yeah how. but this guy has no charm yeah or at least not in this movie i don't know has anyone seen more of his films i think i've seen only one or two of them i've seen angel town that was the first time i saw him i i own yeah, the yeah. NVV, mvd uh blu-ray that came out a couple years ago it's beautiful transfer like it's a really cool edition i was a fan of his because i i felt like i was a fan of all martial art vhs cover box guys you know what i mean <laughs> right yeah like yeah. i wanted to, i wanted to like these guys so i gave them a push just because I wanted an alternative to Stallone and Schwarzenegger, I think. And um, and, and mm-hmm. at the time, it was, he's not. No, he's not that great. Give me Michael Wincott any day. Uh, or Jeff Wincott. Sorry, Jeff Wincott. Who? Uh, what, about Je- what about Speakman? Jeff, <laughs> of course, Jeff Speakman, who I've, I interviewed on Two Dollar Late Fee. Uh, super cool dude too. Those guys were great. For me, yeah, I totally agree with everything you say. He 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 lacks that charm. JCVD had that wink. You know, like yeah. he was yeah. in on the joke, even though at times he was the joke, depending on what movie <laughs> right. he was doing. But for me, yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to like him more than I actually did. Well, and, and apparently he was kind of pushed on Albert Pune by the Shaw Brothers production company. Um, he went mm-hmm. to them for the for money or backing. And the original character was supposed to be like a young girl um, yeah. was supposed to be right, yeah. Alex Rain was supposed to be a young girl. Megan Ward, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, they yeah. kind of the Shaw brothers said, we, you know, we'll give you the money, but you got to change that character to Olivier Grunner, Olivier Grunner, and uh, yeah. they, they said yeah. like we would, we won't do any more influencing if you do this. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with him. Um, I don't think he's like holding the film back by any stretch of the imagination. I actually think he is kind of fun on screen now. That being said, he's no JCVD. He'll never be JCVD. But as far as a straight-to-video guy, I kind of don't have a problem with him in this movie. But then again, 
there are so many amazing supporting actors around him. Unbelievable. I, I'm just, I'm blown away because Dustin, like you, yeah. I saw this once on VHS when it first came out. And back then I, I didn't know who Tim Thomerson was or Carrie Takawa was, uh, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but now I'm watching it and I'm like, holy crap, this movie is chock full of awesome character supporting actors. Yeah, it's true, and 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 like we were talking about Brian James as well, um, and uh, Yuji Okamoto from like Karate Kid Two and Chosen, a Better Off Dead, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a great supporting cast, and then there are a bunch of other actors in here that I feel like are not not great. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, somebody somebody got his first start in one of these movies. Did you recognize Tom Jane? Thomas Jane, yeah, Tom yeah, Jane, dude. a fucking uh, Maryland boy. I always support my Thomas Jane. Um, I was Todd Parker. <laughs> He's so young that he actually has acne in this movie. He had acne, yeah, on his like, butt oh too. God. He had on his butt too. I, I mean, thanks for. I mean, I don't know if you guys were watching a Blu-ray. I was watching it on Tubi, but they clearly had a, a ten, at least a 1080 scan of the, the on yep. the Tubi because it looked it looked great. Um, his butt that's or one of the, the print <laughs> both, well, that, both. <laughs> yeah, they, true. <laughs> that whole scene was just like okay i guess we're doing this it's just <laughs> i know hanging out looking out the window naked sure well i, well, I wasn't not? i wasn't upset with it when i saw you know deborah shelton naked but yeah it was <laughs> it was a lot of thomas jane butt though i want to i want to <laughs> shout out her really quick though because she she like underwent a huge uh physical transfer transformation for this role and like really committed herself to the stunts and everything you could tell just simply by like the behind the scenes notes on this thing you could tell that she wanted this so bad to be successful and mm-hmm. so that being said i think she did a great job with what she had and she looked great you know um her hair looked like it was as brittle as hell like it was yeah still- <laughs> oh, it was, her hair probably couldn't did not survive this production whatsoever but Deb- deborah shelton's been around for a long time yeah. up until this point so yeah I, can, I she was great can i say the one person that i was actually excited to see and i thought was a little underwhelming was tom matthews yeah oh wait sorry uh, remind me. Oh, Tom Matthews, right? Of course. He played the yeah, he I, played I, the bounty you know, hunter with the, the yeah with the face yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, who is that? And I, I, it didn't come to me. And then as I was watching the movie, then he shows up again later, and I was like, oh, of course, yeah. You know, Return of the Living Dead and and Friday Six and all that. But uh, such a strange role for him to just pop up. I loved the face gun though. That was one of the more fun elements I thought in the movie. Yeah, that was a cool uh, concept. I mean. I think, like Zach said, so much about this movie is great in concept. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, it's right up my alley. Why didn't I watch this as a kid? And then halfway through the movie, I mean, this is one of those movies that starts so strong. Then halfway mm-hmm. through the movie, it just starts going. It's a roller coaster down to the end. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I have so many scratches on my ratings because the rating changed over the course of this film. And by the end of it, I was like... And I will get to our ratings and stuff. I was like, I'm not I don't hate my time with it, but I'm like, I see now why this wasn't in heavy rotation for me as a kid. Well, and I was yeah, so- I, and I only 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sam. I was going to really quickly, in regards to uh, you said, why did Tom Tom Matthews maybe do this movie? I know he's buddies with he was buddies with Albert Pune, uh, who who passed away, I believe, last year. Yeah. But, uh, Tom was yeah, on our was, show yeah, just last year. One of our earlier interviews we did on podcasting after dark, and he talked a little bit about working with Pune because he did a few movies with him. I think, yeah, like Mean um, Guns wasn't Mean Guns. Mean one Guns, Down Twisted, I think guns. was another one. Uh, maybe Dangerously Close, possibly. But he's done a few. Uh, Blood Match was another one. That was the martial art movie, which I believe um, had, uh, well, it had Hope Marie Carlton in it. So there you go. But uh, that had a who's who martial artists uh, back in the day. But yeah, like he, I think he has a good relationship with the actors that he works with. I think Carrie Hiroki Tagawa also uh, might have done a few movies with him too. And Yuji Okamoto. Um, anyways, I think that's to answer that, that kind of speculative question. It's uh, it's it's just a kind of interesting cast all together. Yeah. And then I I gotta say I do like I do like the locations in the movie. They they got great locations. It looks really good, especially you know now that it's been given a Blu-ray and everything. Um, there's some cool camera work in it as well. So like there are positive things for me. I think the action is pretty fun. Like like we talked about those explosions. There's a lot of explosions. Yep. The action is fun, especially. Yeah. Uh, after you get through that huge dip in the middle of the movie, and yeah. then you get to the point where he's in that hotel, and uh, the guys are coming for him, and he's shooting his way through the floor. Awesome. I was yeah. like, awesome. "Yes, this this is what I'm here for." That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. And by the way, right before that happened, Vince Klein, you know, he was in uh, Cyborg. Once again, getting his voice dubbed because uh, he did not have an intimidating voice. You guys know that in Cyborg, <laughs> he was voice uh, he was dubbed by Branscom Richmond oh. of Renegade fame. And, okay. uh, and Branscom oh. was was in this too. Yeah, he was. He, he played Mexican well, like, man at one point. Yeah, like every every heavy from so many movies is are you know different uh, bad guys in this. Like you just recognize everybody as a henchman from something else. Yeah, right? Corey's yeah, boy totally. Sven is in this. So. Yeah, 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 Sven Lafors, man. Yeah, even has a confirmed kill, two confirmed kills. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I wanted to point out really quick that Michael Rubini did the soundtrack for this. Michael and I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? Because apparently Albert Pune did not like the soundtrack. I thought it was fine. But Michael Rubini did the, did the soundtrack for Manhunter, my favorite Michael Mann movie of all time. Oh, nice! Pretty yeah, cool. and kind of that is that is a hell of a soundtrack. Yeah, and kind of yeah. talking about like the action and everything, like that scene with the the giant tower getting knocked over, and, and then you know obviously stunt people running. But I'm like, that's mm -hmm. this does not oh, yeah. ever to me feel like action wise feel like a low budget movie um it's true yeah. all the guns looked super cool and had that like they mm. look normal but also futuristic and i yes. and i do it was love a good, it was a good mix the way that yeah and i love how every they, bullet was like an explosive round and everything just like explodes everything oh. just blows up oh, i man. love that so much <laughs> one of my one of my favorite scenes is, an, and I forget who it was, but they were running away, and someone literally, like, they're running for, like, yeah, yeah. 10 it's with, minutes. Yeah, it's when Tim Thomerson is shooting at them, and, and, and it's just explosion, like a shotgun, explosion, explosion. And it's just like, and I'm like, I don't shotgun, think he's even shot, in sight anymore no, of where they would no, be. No, and it's just blowing <laughs> shit up. I love it. Love it. Tom, Tim yeah. Thomerson was fantastic, by the way. It Like, talk about doing something that he doesn't typically do, and he was yeah, so villain. good. He's always fun. He's for the sure. best. He yeah. is the best. 
Yeah. He, he's he's kind of the opposite of his Jack Death, I guess, in a way in this one. But um, or yeah, or Brick what? Bardo and Dollman. Thirteen inches with an attitude. Uh, I, <laughs> another, I remember watching that <laughs> film back in the day. <laughs> and Jackie Jackie well, think, Earl Haley was in this in a small yeah. role. <laughs> Wait, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he was Jackie the guy at the end, uh, the computer guy at the end, the very oh, end. Oh shit! Yeah, so I did not even notice that. Jackie Earl Haley like kind of hit a rough spell in the '90s with his career, mm. and Pune put him in this, and they put him in Dollman. Uh, as the main villain in Dollman, Doll you guys, if you've never seen Dollman, <laughs> you gotta watch Dollman. It's it's terrible. It's another one I I saw way back, and I don't really remember it. It's just so bad. And again, he loves his explosions. You know, God, yeah. he loves his. Well, that, you gotta give Pune that. Like, yeah, maybe his plots are either they're either boring or else incomprehensible. Sometimes both, but. His he gets bang for buck. There's no doubt. Like like you were saying, Corey, you wouldn't know this was a low budget movie based on how the action looks and how it plays out. Like he, everything is well staged. It, it looks really cool. He's even got a little bit of a, a bit of a woo vibe at the beginning yeah. when he's like sliding down the hill, uh, shooting back up up at those guys and all that stuff. I like that too on this on that slanted roof that he's hiding behind that uh, that stuff and getting in that shootout like. All that, all the locations and all that stuff, really cool. It just loses you so much in that second act when they're like, okay, now let's explain all this weird, really convoluted plot that we've got going on. And I, and I um, feel like he's he's trying to say something. I mean, he is. Albert Pune's trying to say something about information and and technology and stuff, but he's just he's just not quite hitting the mark. You know, like. You know, uh, uh, Tim Thomerson's character could have been sort of a sympathetic villain, you know, because he even has that thing at the end. He's like, look, you know, we didn't ask to be made. We're just trying to mm -hmm. survive and maybe make this world a better place because you guys are all destroying it. Actually, I think I'm saying it better than he even said it in the movie. But, <laughs> like, yeah. but I'm like, <laughs> you could have you could have actually had one of these gray, sympathetic characters, but I just don't think. Albert Pune's, you know, RIP, I don't want to talk negative about the dead, but like, I don't think his ability was in writing. Like, I don't think that's where his strong suit was in mm -hmm. creating these interesting characters. His strong suit is the action and the look. The look of the movie's really cool and everything. And like you said, uh, the locations are cool as well, but it's the writing. It's just, it's not where it should be mm -hmm. with a story like this. It's almost like, dude, just make it less complicated and just streamline this story a little bit, you know, and just keep the same action. It won't matter. We don't, we don't care. Just have them cyborgs versus, you know, cops versus robbers and that make everybody cyborgs. We really, right. we yeah, don't exactly. care. We just want to see the action. <laughs> you know, who well, they but like you're saying, I'll go ahead. No, and say, I, I, yeah. You know who they could have streamlined this movie with by cutting her character out was uh max impact. Uh, oh, played by yeah. Merle oh, yeah. Kennedy with their terrible, poor man's like, Lori Petty. Yeah. Poor man's Lori Petty. <laughs> Uh, I mean, first of all, Carrie Hiroki Tagawa does a great pigeon accent through this. I'm like, damn, does, dude, you yeah. sound great. And then she's like doing this. Like, hey, you got to be good guy now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Just please stop. Just stop talking. I was just like, I don't know that we needed to introduce yet another character at that That's point of the, of the film. No, she's terrible. I'm sorry. She's yeah. terrible. No, 100%. She, she brought the whole, she brought it down whenever she was on the screen. Every time she talked, it like I run fast forward. <laughs> and when he was carrying her this one time over his shoulder, like for like yeah. 10 minutes of the movie, she's like knocked out and he's carrying her. And I was just like, oh, that's it. Oh, 
oh, those are a lot of bug bites on her butt. I was like, oh, poor girl. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look up where they were filming this, but it looked like it was moist, yes. let's say. So I'm sure there was a lot of, a lot of bugs going on. It was a, it's a sweaty film. Yeah. Um, and you know going back to those those kind of neo-noir scenes with tom jane uh in that hotel room and stuff like that so sweaty you know the cigarettes the the sweat the he his reach exceeded his grasp i think when he when it comes to the script part of it yes because like you're saying Corey, he definitely wanted to do something next level and and like a a really cool sci-fi concept and everything and you've got a little blade runner here in here and some terminator and stuff but uh, I guess, you know, we had to have a movie like Nemesis, you know, walk so that uh, later on the Matrix could could run. You know, I stuff agree. Like, that. <laughs> so, <laughs> like if we didn't have these sort of early attempts at this stuff, uh, I don't know. You know, you might not have ever saw a Matrix later on. So and it's still- I think they made a huge mistake when uh, when he's like in the jail and he's got the long hair that he cut his hair after that. Yeah. Well, they changed his hair like five <laughs> times. It's in like, this movie. why? I've never <laughs> seen so many hairstyle changes in one movie on a guy. In the future, they have super cuts and it's very cheap to get a good haircut. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah, yeah. it's still better than Cyborg. And yeah. I'm going to tell you why. I, I, I no, think yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to convince me. But okay. yeah, go for it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think what we've already named the fact that this has a stellar, beyond stellar supporting cast of like actors who know how to act, and you know, and then the stunts are unbelievable, unbelievable mm. stunts for a movie that yeah. probably shouldn't have had that. It's like all these two, those two components right there. Uh, we were lacking in Cyborg, I think, overall. Cyborg did not have the same amazing stunts that this had and did not have the same acting caliber. Yeah, Cyborg. Yeah, true. Cyborg was a big disappointment to Zach and I. We were uh, we recovered it on the first year and uh, of, of podcast after dark. And I remembered that movie so fondly as a kid. I watched it all the time as a kid. And then I, you know, we watched it for the review, and I'm just like. What's happening? Did, did I have did I have bad taste as kid as a kid? Like, what is going on? What you know? But I mean, this yeah, I, I'll take honestly. And so many people online, you know, on Instagram, whenever talk about Cyborg, oh, I love Cyborg so much. It's like, but do you? <laughs> do you really? Yeah. And I'll, I think it's go ahead. I'll, I'll say I'm just gonna finish up by saying I'll take Nemesis over Cyborg any day of the week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it's one of those Cyborg's one of those movies where. Uh, like even I think of Cyborg and I'm like, okay, like there's like that one scene where he drops down. Oh, there's like the crucifixion scene. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like that. Sure. It's got some cool scenes. I like the concept. It's like a Western style cyborg movie. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of on board, but I'm forgetting how actual boring the movie <laughs> yeah. is. And I think that's most people online. It, you ask them, when's the last time you saw it? Oh, like 20 years ago. Well, yeah, that's your problem. <laughs> right. But you guys are also forgetting that it has like the greatest character names of any oh. movie. Oh, oh Fender. Gibson, and, yeah. Gibson yeah. Rickenbacker. And so creative. Fender, whatever. They're Marshall all, or whatever. They're all guitars. They're all just guitar yeah, brands. They're all guitars. And of course, Brick yeah. Bardo. Brick Bardo is such a great name. I think he's used it three times. He loves it so much. Oh, my God. He's like, that's the but greatest Dust, one. Dustin, Dustin, do you like Cyborg from a schlocky perspective or from the perspective of like, oh, it's really good 
Oh no, I don't like Cyborg. I was saying I, you don't have to convince me oh, that gotcha, Nemesis gotcha. is better, okay. because yeah, we did Cyborg on the show too as well. Like I don't know, a few years back. Actually, it was during pandemic, I think, because uh, I think we were recording remotely at that point. But yeah, um, and I was like, oh yeah, I had the same thing with Corey. Where I, I saw that when I was a kid, hadn't seen it in years. So we watched it, and I was like, oh, this is a real piece of shit. <laughs> like, this is it's just not a great movie. And I mean, it's not like I expected it to be a classic or something, but I thought it'd be more fun than that. I mean, I do think it has a few fun scenes and, and action moments. There's a scene with a, a dummy falling down like a shaft that looks really cool, <laughs> as I recall. But it's, you know, you got to really look for the, the highlights in that one. So you do. I think this is definitely an improvement. Now I'm curious: has has anyone seen any of the four Nemesis sequels? I have. To- <laughs> yes, I, I, I worked have. at a video a, a couple years after this came out is when I started working at a video store, uh, Video Man, and um, you know these are on constant. I, I I was a sucker, like I said, I was a sucker for all of these movies. I was renting them all the time. Imperial Entertainment, PM Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trimark, Full Moon, obviously, all those uh, indie labels that were putting out action, horror, and sci-fi, and so uh, a, a new Concord or whatever Roger Corman's label putting out the Blood Fist mm-hmm. movies with Don the One Dragon. Of his, many, his many, many labels. <laughs> yeah, I saw part two. I don't think I saw part three. I think it tapped out. I, I remember part two being not not that bad. Uh, well, and, Albert and being Pugh still directed part two. I don't know if he directed. He past- directed. Uh, I believe he directed two, three, and four, oh. but not five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why if would I he want to do five? Yeah. He still produced five. Yeah. I think, from what I was reading, but yeah, I'm just curious because I think they're all on two B. So yeah, they I are. Like, do I? Do I go on? Do I watch another one of these? I watch two. And that's the funny thing, Dustin. Like, you know, I'm I, I finished this movie and I'm like, you know, we'll get to the ratings and everything. And I'm like, you know, I don't I don't love it, obviously. But at the same time, I was like, but I kind of want to keep going because, again, <laughs> there's something about this movie that Corey likes. Like, it's kind of I like these I, hardware. Um, I like mm-hmm. these like sci-fi movies. You know, these sort of gritty sci-fi films. Um, I, I mean, I fucking loved Johnny Mnemonic back in the day. Um, yeah, that's the other movie I was thinking about. When and, I, was and I like this, it more than Matrix. Oh my, yeah, that's that's an interesting take. take. Sorry, hot Um, take. But this to me felt like it could take place in either the Johnny Mnemonic or the hardware universe. But there's something there's something here that I was like, I kind of want to watch more, but I'm also expecting (laughs) it to be lesser than the first one. Um, I did pick up the MVD Blu-ray for this, um, and I do think they, you know, they put out like number one, just Nemesis on Blu-ray, a collector's edition, Mm -hmm. Um, and it does have a director's cut, which I didn't watch because I didn't know it was in there because it was hidden under the special features. but they all, then they put out like I think two, three, it's only four, for the hardcore, <laughs> like all the rest on like one Blu-ray disc. After that, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean that's not, you know, strange, especially for movies at this sort of level of production and everything. But, um, yeah, I remember seeing a couple of the sequels pop up on the video store shelves too, but I never dipped back in. So I'm I, I gotta admit I'm curious enough that I will probably watch at least two. And see how that goes. Yeah, watch part two. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's a banger. I mean, it's not. (laughs) Look, it's 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 pune. So there's going to be times when you're like, what what time is it? I got to check my phone. What's going on right now? (laughs) You know, and then you hear a big explosion. You're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, back into it. Um, 
You know, he's got a, it's, it's a history with every single one of his movies. He, he did a movie called Hong Kong 97, which I thought was going to be so cool with Robert Patrick. I remember seeing the box art for it and like, this looks cool. I had the poster. I got the poster from Video Man when before I worked there. I was like, can I have that poster? And the guy's like, you sure you want that? And I'm like, yeah. And I put it on my wall. I had that poster on my wall. I had the Kickboxer 2 poster on my wall. And then I saw them and I'm like, should I keep these posters on my wall? Yeah. And I had the Brain Smasher poster on my wall. <laughs> I hate that movie. I hate that movie I know you so do. Much. And that's Pune. That's Pune, you know? Was that a, that, that was a Pune uh, that's movie? The, yes. Oh. Yeah, that's a Pune one, too. I was just looking at his filmography last night. With Yuji Okamoto. He's one of the main of villains in that. But that's uh, Andrew Dice Clay, right? The Brain oh, Smasher one? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Proof that I he never, cannot never carry saw a movie. One. No. If, if it has bad writing. <laughs> what about Ford Fairlane? Though? Well, that's <laughs> the only movie. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we love Fort Fairlane. We covered that we uh, love first it. season. We were just talking we about it last night. Yeah, I quote. I still quote that movie to this day, constantly. <laughs> it's and honestly, it was one of the driving factors for me to move to LA. That's how much I loved the Adventures of Fort Fairlane wow. as a kid. Yeah. I think I've never heard. And that's words that no one's ever uttered. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is. It is God for like we both equally love that movie. I know Corey probably edges me on just a bit, but man, that movie just. That movie slaps. Well, there's a movie I got to go back to, too, because so many of these movies, you know, you I rented them as a kid, uh, teenager, whatever, and just the memories are pretty much gone. Like, <laughs> I've watched so many movies in between. Something something always is getting pushed out when you're yeah. <laughs> putting Yeah, you watch stuff, so, so many movies, though. <laughs> I know. So you just got to re- keep rewatching them, James. Every uh, <laughs> every 10 years, you go back, you watch it again. So <laughs> It's just uh, it's amazing how many movies you can watch in a week, just in a week. Yeah, but I mean, uh, that's just, I mean, the situation with my job is that no, I have time I understand to watch that, movies, but like you said, get that luxury you watch those movies, and something's got to leave. <laughs> something else to leave. Right? You're sacrificing something every time. Like anniversaries and, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Birthdays. Yeah. Birthdays. Oh, yeah. Don't, uh, don't. It's a good thing my wife doesn't listen to this podcast because she's always like, why can't you keep anything in your brain? <laughs> You're like, like because I, I watched know. Nemesis today. That's why. Dustin, I can quote. Dustin, I can quote. Yeah. Some stupid. Dustin, <laughs> you and I might be cut from the same cloth, my friend. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I really quickly want to kind of run down personally the movies that i've seen of punes that like his filmography is pretty wild i mean uh, sword and the sorcerer scene radioactive dreams scene dangerously close scene um down twisted scene alien from la scene i gotta watch that one hold on he he directed alien from la yes he did i won the vinegar syndrome don't you no, I wanted to uh, pick it up because I love that poster art. I think it's fantastic. That's the, the Kathy Ireland one, right? Yeah, it's not yeah, bad. Yeah. I mean, I think Pune oh, sold. Pune on yeah. his gravestone probably says, "It's not bad." Like you know, <laughs> most of his movies are not bad per se. Um, you know, he he did the Captain America movie with the uh, the, the rubber oh. ears and Kickboxer Two yeah, is not that. bad. You know, Blood Match, Doll Man. Nemesis, obviously. <laughs> Knights is a cool flick. If you've never seen Knights, Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson is in it. <laughs> Lance Henriksen is in that. Um, you know, like that. That's just oh, Arcade, which was a full moon movie. Arcade, I've been meaning to watch. I never saw that. Uh, one. That's a f- I loved it. I haven't seen it since back in the day, but I love that movie. 
And apparently the main girl that was in that, the young girl, um, Megan she Ward. was she was going to be yeah. Alex right. Rain in this. Right. Yeah. In this original his original script. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he started working on this movie, the idea for this movie, when he was still before he had made Cyborg even. Yes. From what I was reading. So so he was definitely and it went sounds like it went through so many changes. Doesn't even resemble whatever it was that he kind of started off. with. It went but. through a gender change as the writer became a, yeah. a woman. Yeah. Right? <laughs> As Albert Pune (laughs) became a woman. (laughs) No one's going to know. No one's going to know. No one's going to figure it out. (laughs) Now, did you guys notice in the the opening act, you know, that shootout at that, I don't know what it is. It's like a quarry or something like that. It's an amazing factory. Okay. So did you notice that weird wall in the background? That was uh, the same location that they used for uh, NetherRealm in the first, um, um, no, I'm sorry, not NetherRealm, Outworld, in the first Mortal Kombat movie, when they go over there and then Liu Kang has to fight Reptile and everything. It's the same, it's all the same like quarry or location or whatever that is. I did not notice that, no. Yeah. Good, good yeah, on. I definitely picked up on that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I love Mortal Kombat. This movie. is all like over my head. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I probably should have recognized we did we did that Mortal Kombat uh, roundtable. It wasn't that long ago, was well, it? Well, this was for the original one, the 1991. Yeah, is yeah. What I'm referring to. Oh, I watched the original right before I okay. I watched the. Then the you new should one, remember so it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sucker for these double features that I do to myself all the time. <laughs> so. Um, or, or even more, more so sometimes triple, whatever, triple features. But, uh, yeah, I didn't notice that, but yeah, I really did think the locations were really awesome. Almost every, every scene had cool, cool backgrounds, cool sets, production design, all that stuff. So it's a movie where I'm kind of torn because man, does it hit a wall of, of boring in that middle section. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of fun stuff in it too. So I, I haven't even entered my ratings into our, you know, we have our special action Tron computer. So, <laughs> you know, this conversation might influence how that, how I go with that. Cause uh, <laughs> normally I'd have already entered my numbers, but it's, it's in the air for me kind of uh, a lot of this. However, the plot, I cannot give a, a high rating <laughs> when we get into that stuff. <laughs> well, uh, you, is you, there- you mentioned the, the locations, right? Cause I, I'm like, I appreciated how diverse the locations were for a low budget film. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it clearly like one area looked like white sands. Well, Fontana, California. I've been to Fontana. I think it's referred to. That's where Sammy Hagar is from. Fontana, which is, uh, <laughs> I only do that voice because I saw a kiss there at a like concert way back when. And Paul Stanley goes, Hello, Los Angeles. Wait a minute. This is Fontana. Hello, Fontana. You know, sometimes people like to talk about the big cities. I talk about every city. You know. Uh, sorry, Fontana is like the meth capital of Southern California. Of course, yeah. But he filmed it in Arizona, cool, cool. you know, and, and in Hawaii. I'm like, that's got to be Hawaii, right? Yep, it was in Hawaii. Hawaii, Los Angeles, and Arizona. And they like destroyed an entire forest in in Hawaii <laughs> sure with Tim Thomerson's shotgun. I love how every <laughs> shotgun in this movie has like rifle rounds or something, explosive yeah. rifle rounds <laughs> yeah. in them. Um, but yeah, it's love it. And you know, like even 
you know, jumping into the waterfalls and everything. There is so much yeah. high flying goodness in this movie. Like, I mean, the fact that they he I don't know if there was a stunt double or if it was Olivier Grunner who did the flip to shoot mm-hmm. Tim right, Thomerson to shoot behind and blow him up. That, that was, was so cool. That was cool. But then Tim Thomerson turns into like a Terminator reject. And yeah, it's like, it's, and that's he's, not. He's a <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that CG when he's grabbing onto the bottom of that plane. I mean, there was so was many. Hilarious. There were so many yeah, composites in those shots. It was just yeah, like. Well, it, it went from, yeah. It went from that to then, like a Harryhausen style, like uh, you know, moving. But and yeah. then, yeah, and then Olivia Olivier gets scalped, and I'm like, what is going on? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. The movie is just so. But then, but then it does like cool things right, like where the main character Alex Rain, Olivier Grunner, he's got his shirt off, and you he, they got all these scars on him and everything, and you can tell that they put those on there to sort of be the implant points and everything and i'm like you he like puts thought into some of these things that's really cool and then he doesn't put thought into like something else Mm -hmm. and you're like where are your priorities here in this movie you know well i mean it's one of the pitfalls i guess of maybe of making movies at this budget level where you don't necessarily have all the people around you who can go hey we need to bring this up we need to punch this part of this up here um, because this over here is great, but like this here is lacking, right? Like this part of the story is not as good as it should be. Or, you know, we've, we've done all this great work with makeup over here, but then we've just kind of half-assed it on this side of things over here. So yeah. And if you don't have the budget and it's like, you know, I'm imagining Pewin is doing a lot of this stuff himself or, you know, with limited help. Right. So uh, at some point, you got to go. Well, for a straight-to-video movie, yeah, yeah all right, you know. It's, <laughs> You're like, it's there's good way worse at this point, you know. There's there's way worse. Yeah. I think it should have been like Corey said, where it was just like, just have cyborg versus cyborg. Like, just have, you know, have the one side cyborgs. They're like, you know, twenty-five percent human, and then the other side mm-hmm. is like ten percent human. So it's like, you know, <laughs> who's hey, the worst cyborg? <laughs> I'm more human than you, so I'm better, or something. I don't know. And then you could have had more human than human in here. Because because you know he's like Pune was like being like he's like oh this is so clever because if you go back and rewatch it the bad guys are technically the good guys when you think about it mm-hmm. and and I liked Carrie right, yeah. uh, Tagawa's like sort of turn and everything he's such a great actor that you know you could you buy it and it's not really a turn it's just like you see from his perspective and everything, but it's just the script wasn't strong enough to, to sort of get us there or sort of, you know, make it, you're not, you're not pulled in to the the level you need to be to care when that happens. Right. right? Or you're not pulled into the level where you're like, Oh, I want to rewatch it with like the new lens point, you know, type of thing. But then on the flip side, you know, you watch an old lady, like a 90-year-old lady, firing a, <laughs> yeah. a gun and killing the fours from One of the best rats. parts of the movie. Uh, and one of I the best was like, and that seems fantastic. It's great. And, awesome. And Alex I love Rain's how much like, her hand is like shaking while she's... <laughs> That's great. Yeah, he's like, a, I love this place. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the good scenes. I forgot about that. That was pretty great. Uh, I loved how, how much her hand was shaking around while she was trying to aim that gun. Hey, she, <laughs> she fired those shots off, though. Good for her. Pune's good with his I mean, humor. Like he does that. He does that in a lot of his movies where it, it there's there's just these odd moments where you're like, what the hell? Where'd that come from? 
but it works. <laughs> it works. Like when he yeah, saves the dog, I, there's like something about that that kind of works when he puts the dog in the little, you know, box in the beginning of the movie when uh, when he's having the shootout. And you're like, oh, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of like this kind of works for me. He's he's sympathetic to the dog. And I don't know. But then the dog sort yep. of dies unceremonious. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So this is perfect example. Started good. So Zach, yeah, yeah it, that the, part was great. Like that was great. But then you know, a movie like this, you're going to expect the dog to die probably eventually, but he's going to die heroically. The exactly. The dog just gets executed off camera for no <laughs> I, reason whatsoever. Well, then I think that's pune though. It's like he's got these great moments where you're like, oh, this is working. This is working. Oh, we're taking five steps. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Well, well, I got to get rid of the dog now because I can't use the dog in the rest of the movie. That that scene the dog's where, not well enough trained. When he's walking with the dog, and I was, I was, you know, Corey and I are obviously huge GI Joe fans. I'm like, what if Snake Eyes? This is what Snake Eyes looked like with his gear off. Uh, Olivier, because he he shouldn't talk. He shouldn't talk. He's almost better just being a silent hero. He should be Snake Eyes. That's yeah. there's your Snake Eyes. I always world build GI Joe story story wise <laughs> with actors. I'm like. Olivier Olivier Gruner, that's Snake Eyes right there. The dude, guy can I, kick ass and he doesn't have to. Well, talk. he had those glasses, so he almost yeah, I could see it. Dude, I saw I thought the same thing when he was running on the dunes with that dog. I was like, that's that's Timberwolf and Snake Eyes right there. Yes. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> but no, I did not <laughs> have not. that thought. But uh. <laughs> no, we get a talking Snake Eyes instead in that god awful movie. Sorry. And, oh, that was terrible. Was and then bad. I was thrown off. Um, so he goes to that little town. He's in that town recuperating or whatever. And uh. and he blasts that one chick, you know, for no reason. But, like, did you guys notice that she had white gums? When she smiled, her gums were, like, stuck. Yeah, I did notice. Thank you. What the hell was that? <laughs> I, I was like, what the fuck? Is she wearing, like, fake teeth or something? Like, what is happening? Like, they weren't even pink they were white yeah they were white they were white thank you i was like i did i see that i was like and i'm watching it by myself i'm like did i just see that what'd your what'd yourself say i said i did see it they were white (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know why (laughs) yeah i don't know why either that was odd there's another weird scene set up though where he's oh i've gone to this place to recuperate or relax or whatever and then now i'm just sitting in the bar Oh, yeah, remember me? And then, boom, he just kills this woman. And it's like, oh, what? And, and <laughs> she's happening? the sister? And she was the sister of the, the annoying girl that we all hated? I, yes. I mean, oh, oh, right. oh, really? Yeah, she That's was. Right. Yeah. yeah. You killed my oh, sister, my yeah? God. You killed my sister, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Alexan, you killed my sister, oh, Alexan. Yeah, I mean, uh, and also, so she's, she's the the woman he has had in the shootout with in the beginning of the movie. Right. Right. And now she's working at the bar. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's back to kill her undercover trying to have a new life. Uh, I don't know who knows, but they're all cyborgs, right? Well, I don't know if everyone is, but like that was one thing I actually, you know, we don't get a lot of blood squibs in this movie, but like because most of the people getting shot are like robots. Yeah. But I did think it was actually kind of satisfying all the sparking and all that stuff. Yeah, that they're yeah. Shot like it had the impact still, even without some nice bloody squibs. But, but and like stuff. cyborgs can't remember like when. Like <laughs> yeah, she didn't recognize someone. Well, he changed his hair, James. I mean. oh, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Changed his hair, had a different haircut. That's true. Yeah, and he was like <laughs> Got practically naked in the desert, so you know. He looked different. <laughs> he looked different. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, honestly, like one of my favorite scenes was the Deborah Shelton uh, shootout. Like she's shooting. The, I mean, it's silly because she's shooting two guys and they're like five feet apart and they miss each other. But like when she when they when she they're does get troopers. hit. Yeah, seriously. But when she does get shot, the bullets are like so powerful that they push her up on the wall and kind of like keep They're her awesome. there. And I, I love, I just, I love the hits that, that these bullets make. And I think Albert Pune does a great job with that. Everything is exploding around her. You know, she's getting cut in half. Mm-hmm. And I think the cool thing is that they are all cyborgs. So they can, you know, Dustin, like you said, yeah. take a lot of hits and then you see the sparks and everything. And there's not a lot of blood. And I didn't have a problem with that. Like, I was cool with there not being a lot of squibs because I understood that aspect of it. And But I liked how much damage they could take or some could take. And then some yeah. seemed like they couldn't take as much damage. But, you know, you could be like, oh, well, some are more cybernetic than others. And that's fine. But I thought her shootout was really, really cool. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and she looked great in the aftermath too, like with her body, you know, the robotic body yeah, exposed and all that stuff, yeah. and with the one boob hanging yeah, out I, and everything. Yeah, I saw uh, that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of yeah, course they have to do <laughs> that, course. right? Uh, and right before that scene too, with uh, Gruner, with his eyeball popping out, and yeah. there, she's like doing that stuff. Like all that stuff looked really cool. So like, from an effects standpoint. You know, no complaints really, other than maybe that <laughs> the robotic skeleton at the end. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna echo what James said earlier too. When when he blasts his hole through the floors of the building, that to mm-hmm. me was that, that was, was one of the few yeah. scenes I remember. That was like when I so memorable. You could slap that on one of those compilation videos of like great moments from '90s movies, and and people would go, totally. "Oh yeah, I remember that." Well, I I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any other any other big moments or cool things you guys think of anything else i just want to throw out i don't know if you guys are big video gamers but this kind of reminded me or i felt like that uh that game series deus ex machina like took a lot of of ideas from this and maybe that's a good thing maybe pune just put this out there and people grabbed Mm. ideas that worked (laughs) for them and just kind of elaborated on them better than than pune could have ever done but maybe this has a has a good place to be you know maybe this this has a, a place in history, you know, as for the sort of starting these kind of, you know, this. And I know it's not guys and gals don't, you know, crucify me. I know it's not the beginning of cyberpunk or anything like that. But this is one of the earlier versions of that. And and I do think it was a stepping stone for us to get to the Matrix, because I can mm. totally see the Wachowskis being like, there's some cool ideas totally. in this. Let's let's just let's take some interest. Take some of this, you know. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely. I think so many of these movies we see now, we're like, oh, yeah, like we were talking about children shouldn't play with dead things, which came out in like 1973. Uh, a lot of people have seen it. Not a lot of people and a lot of people have not seen it. And then you watch it. And you're like, this feels like I've seen this before in more modern times. Yeah, because directors oh, yeah. watch this yeah. stuff and they get ideas from it. I mean, if if Dollman hadn't come out, we wouldn't have Toy Story. <laughs> was Bob Clark, Bob Clark special, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, oh yeah, Bob. Uh, Children shouldn't play with dead things. Was uh, Bob Clark and Alan Ormsby, um, and it's gold. Like if you've never seen it, it's a great zombie movie. Oh, I have. I have seen that one. Yeah. It's it's super I love Bob underrated. Clark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bob Clark, national treasure. Big rips to him. No doubt. 
Albert Pune, Can- Bob Lurk. A, a Canadian national treasure. Oh, well, there you go. He's a worldwide treasure. How about that? He's a- Fine, you can share. <laughs> I'll put the uh, heart logo with the, you know, Bret Hart's little Canadian <laughs> leaf with the, with the heart on it. There you go for Bob Clark. Right on. Yeah. I mean, he gave us a lot of, he, he gave us a wide variety of delicious trash, like, man. No doubt. With the uh, Black Christmas porkies. Porkies. <laughs> Christmas all, story. All good stuff. Good. And, yeah. I mean, if I could just kind of one last thought for the, for this, I don't really have anything else on my notes. Aside from that annoying girl that we don't like, I thought he yeah. kind of made a lot of the female actors <laughs> real strong and powerful. And I... I and I kind of go back to who who'd made that statement like a year ago, like, oh, I'm the the, the girl from um, oh, uh, Jennifer Hunger Lawrence. Games. Yeah, Jennifer said, Lawrence. oh, I'm the first female action star. And it's like he Albert Pune <laughs> put, so put these women. I mean, they they were rocking it, and especially like the first, you know, shootout and everything. The this I mean, he they were sexy, but they were also strong and cool at the same time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, I know. I think. I think oftentimes people forget <laughs> that there's a world outside of mainstream uh, big feature films. Like there, there's plenty to dig into. You know, if Cynthia Rothrock would never have existed if it wasn't for straight to video movies. You know, um, or you don't think Jennifer Lawrence has seen Nemesis? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Jennifer Lawrence. I think Jennifer Lawrence needs to see Nemesis. You know, there's this funny little clip uh, floating around right now where. Pedro Pascal and a bunch of other like uh, top-rated TV stars are sitting around with a round table, and um, Jeff Bridges uh, is there too. And he mentions how he <laughs> he, he got sucked into a video game or something. And Pedro Pascal's like, "Oh, you did? Wh- which one?" And he's like, "Tron, man." Tron, he's like, "Oh yeah, man. that was an old game." And like you can tell that no one at the table got <laughs> the joke. Idea. And you're yeah. like, "I understand you guys are actors. I understand it's a craft, but..." <laughs> But and and you have to focus on your role. But you can also you should do research and like you should have a life of learning this stuff. Jeff Bridges, you don't know he was in Tron. Come on, guys. You know, like Jeez. Jesus Christ. Anyway, sorry, that was my little rant about Jennifer Lawrence because she clearly doesn't watch movies outside of whatever's going on and you know her. Age well, it's not like Alien was not it was a small movie. I mean, I know, she, but it's so typical of like nowadays, right? It's either. Uh, you're either in a superhero movie or yeah. you're in whatever Disney's putting out, yeah, whatever that's it. big, like <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's it. all there is. And, and like, even, even the action world, you get like a fast and the furious movie, a mission impossible movie. And then, or John wick what, movie. It's all franchises. Or John wick. Everything's it's a franchise. It's all franchises. It's all franchises. I mean, we've been kind of dipping our toes in some Indonesian, some South Korea movies, which are like insane uh, newer movies. But mm-hmm. for like Hollywood stuff, like, well, that's basically it. I got I got one. I don't know if I should talk about this, but I'll, I'll, I'll omit names. Um, a very prominent legendary director, uh, probably the most legendary director of all time who's still alive, still making good movies, is considering doing a bullet movie. And like a really a remake or like a sequel a remake and 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 also considering doing it with not cg like like they do with the fast and furious movies like legit oh, that would cars be amazing. okay 
okay. legit car races. So keep uh, keep that on your radar. Okay. That mm-hmm. literally so Ryan, just got so dropped Ryan, in my lap. Ryan yesterday. Gosling. So Ryan yeah, Gosling. right. <laughs> right. No, he's up. He's I, up for it at the very least. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, we don't have we don't have like traditional one-off action movies that hit the theaters anymore. We don't, and it's such a no. shame. Uh, or or like a, a sci-fi movie that's not a part of a franchise, and it's I. Or it's got to be so, something like Sisu that's like you know a, a Scandinavian movie or whatever. So like this, it's got to come out of a different market almost. Than, right. Than, yeah, and it's, yeah, and then, I mean, it's yeah. funny because John Wick was that, and then it was like, oh, it's so amazing. Let's make more. It's yeah, like, of course. Can we just have the way we one good thing, just you know, one standalone story. You know. Well, Corey and I talk a lot about that on our Patreon show, The Carpenter Factor, because Carpenter was, you know, one of the few guys who didn't do sequels to his movies for a really long time. Right. And people were like, when are you going to make a sequel to big trouble, little China, when are you going to make a sequel to the thing, when are you going to make a sequel to they live? And you're like, no, actually these movies are just standalones <laughs> and that's what makes them so amazing. <laughs> and yeah. then we have escape from LA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are getting into the nineties on, on. Well, nobody's perfect. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we have to watch that next, Zach. I think that's our next one we're doing. Oh, there's, we do? there's some, there's some fun stuff in that one. Is there? Not, is there, Dustin? Is <laughs> there? Quote, I mean, I, I, in a very hokey way. Yes. Maybe it was. I don't know if it was Dustin or James. But one of you said it's fine. So <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. My son it's says not that. It's worst. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's far from his worst. All right, well let's uh, let's get into our ratings. We got to enter your guys' ratings into our special Action Tron 2000 computer here. Okay. Corey, you should go first. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what do you got for plot, Corey? Plot. Um, I actually uh, don't crucify me. I actually put down a seven because I it, I enjoyed what was again. I know again. It's it's a Corey thing. I, I enjoy what's happening, even though it's convoluted and and crazy. I like the cyber. I like the cyberpunk stuff. I think you it's couldn't neat. explain the plot though. You didn't know the plot. Can I can I change it? Can I change yes, it? Yes, you one? can. Do you need yeah, to change, you can change that? it? You should change okay. it. Okay, I'll, I'll go with Come a five. On, I'll put it right in the middle. I'll go five. with a five. Good. All right. Uh, action okay. kills. Action and kills. I gave an eight. Mm. Pacing. Mm. I gave a six. Uh, quotes and tropes. I don't know because it. I gave it a six because <laughs> it does a lot of the tropes. Like it's like I'm like I, I know yeah. what's gonna happen next. Like I know this is gonna happen next because it's it's hitting the tropes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but quotes. It doesn't really have many quotes. So I gave that a six. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? He's he says fuck you to the, <laughs> to the <laughs> robot guy. <laughs> uh, overall, I gave Nemesis a seven. Okay. All right. Sorry about the plot, guys. <laughs> no, it's a, dude, I, mean, I, I, I was I was saving you, man. I'm like, nope, we're not letting Corey go down that road. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. What do you What do you got for plot, Zach? Okay, plot five, uh, same as Corey, revised Corey. Uh, <laughs> revised. I wanted to trust me, and, and everybody listening, uh, don't get don't get yourselves in a stitch about this or pinch or whatever. I want to give this a higher rating. I just can't in certain respects. Mm-hmm. Action <laughs> yeah. kills. I give an eight. Uh, I almost leaned yeah. into a nine, but I was like, no, I'll give an eight. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an eight. <laughs> it's an eight. Pacing. I gave a six as well. I, Corey and I are almost on the exact same page. 
quotes and tropes, I actually gave a six to. Um, I, I thought I didn't write down the quotes, but it, it was trying really hard, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found the tropes to be, you know, like it worked. I felt like he was trying to do like a, a, a what do you call it? Like a wet, I think he was trying to do Western with this too at times, you know, with, um, or like a Japanese style Western. Right. And my overall reaction is a solid seven. Uh, I think this okay. movie is fun for what it is. If you watch with a group of people, you will laugh your ass off together. It's, <laughs> it's one of those kind of movies. So that's, those are my ratings. It's yeah, it's the perfect like friend night hangout. You know, you half pay attention to it. You talk while it's you know going on. You stop talking while the action happens. You know and when, stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. It's when a- Lori Petty comes on, you're like, oh, well, that's not Lori Petty. The poor man, the poor man's Lori Petty. Is that <laughs> not, tank girl? <laughs> not to no. be and to be totally honest, uh, I don't know if I could. I'd rather maybe take poor man Lori Petty over Lori Petty. I don't know. I'm not a huge Lori Petty fan. <laughs> Ouch. When she shows up in Point she's, Break, I'm like, oh, uh, she's abrasive. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, okay. So I, I got a, I got a. What did I put? I put a two for plot. <laughs> yeah. No, wow, no. that's intense. Yeah. No wonder your eyes uh, shot out of your head I was, when I. <laughs> yeah, when you said seven, I was almost imploded. Um, seven. Uh, but I did give did give kills an eight, and pacing I had at a five because. The boring parts are really boring, so it's yeah. in the middle there for me. Quotes and tropes I had at a five. I should probably up that to a six because you guys are right. The tropes were pretty good. Uh, reaction I had a six, and so my overall score ends up being a, a five. Oh, and James, God. what do you got? Yeah, it's that plot really took it down. Yeah. True. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, I gave plot a two. <laughs> Look at you yes. guys on the same uh, page. Like I gave I. Uh, action action kills six. Uh, stingy. It, there just wasn't enough of it. That that's my problem. There's a lot of <laughs> so. what? You guys got to understand, James. He needs like action to be. It needs constant. to be like nonstop in my face. <laughs> I mean, nothing but action. You need Clearly, the you get a plot. Yeah, he needs the raid. Clearly, yeah. your show's yeah. called Action Action. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pacing, I gave four. <laughs> uh, quotes and tropes six, and my personal reactions a four. Mm. So Ooh, overall, oh. four point four. James, not not 4. loving 4. the nemesis, huh? <laughs> four point four. Yeah. Wow. Now traditionally, James always comes in with the lowest scores on the show oh, as well. I know, so. I know. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, Corey. Really quick, I just want to throw this out to everybody: if you shaved ten minutes off this movie, would it have been better? Yeah, as long as it was all that... Uh, all that talky talk. <laughs> talky talk. All that talky. <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Yeah, if it was 85 minutes, I would have... Because um, Dole Man is like 71 minutes, and I think you could take five minutes off that movie, too. I'm not lying. Beautiful. Love those run times. And that's the thing. Like, it's not that long of a movie, but it just feels long. Parts of it felt long, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, what does that give us as a total? So overall, it's 5.7. 5.7, and where does that end up on All the right. list? So 5.7. Calculating. <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Oh, man, this is a huge tie. Oh, boy. Okay, we're going to have to break this down. Okay, so we are tied at 125 with Face Off, Cobra, Olympus Has Fallen, 
uh, Rambo 2, Pitch Black. Holy shit. Last time Corey was here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shanghai Noon, Young Guns, GoldenEye, and Savage Streets. Good lord. That's a tie. Wow. So now we we got to try to determine where it goes amongst those that it's tied with. Savage Streets. That's a a movie. Zach and I covered that one. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I mean, we can cut it in half. Like, do we think it... Is it better than any of these movies? Face Off, Cobra, Olympus Has Fallen, Rambo 2, Pitch Black, Shanghai Noon? I, mm. Shanghai Noon better than that. It's Yeah, you like it better? You're not a big fan of the Shanghai Noon? Just, <laughs> Shanghai Poon? Um, it's got a Kid Rock song on yeah. it. Come on. You can't boy, baby. <laughs> the pacing on that is rough. That's true. The pacing is Can rough. I say that I would watch Nemesis over Face Off any day of the week? How dare wow. you? I hate oh, that movie. I hate that movie. How it's dare terrible. I hate you. I, hate I know. You. <laughs> so, I yeah, you can see that Face Off isn't very high on our list. I love I Face fact, Off. Um, that was, you know, I think James and I, when we did it for the show, I used to love Face Off. I love Face Off. And the last time, oh, the last time we watched it for the show, I was like, uh. yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, again. I, yeah, I love uh, Hard Target. Yes. So yes. That's, that's my so favorite. To me, that's my favorite John Woo American movie is Hard Target. Uh, actually, it's my favorite American John Woo movie. And it's his, it's his favorite period. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a bold I'm a little, uh, <laughs> I'm a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, <is> a <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so better than wind talkers. Be... <laughs> 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 paycheck. Although the uh, last yes. one we did, I really liked. What what was that one again? Uh, Bullet in the head. We did not yeah. too long ago. Mm-hmm. That was great. Oh yeah, with that, that was a good, great. Movie. That was a good episode, guys. That was awesome. <laughs> no, not that bullet. Not that bullet in the head. The woo. Oh yeah, the woo bullet in the head. That's right. Not the Stallone <laughs> version. Hey, oh, I could carry any movie. Yeah, carry it to death <laughs> carried dead of everything uh, that was that was there that you guys are putting it against i would put pitch black above it is the only one i would put above nemesis but that's just me you think nemesis is better than rambo 2 no i'm not a i'm not a hmm. sylvester stallone guy man i'm i, I was not really either but i think it's come on i wouldn't put I it above give, rambo 2 i don't give a crap about rambo um i mean young guns I don't think it's better than Young Guns. No. I love Young Guns. I love Young Guns also. I love okay. that movie. Okay, Young Guns. Gold, Goldeneye? Goldeneye's pretty good. Goldeneye's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think I don't looking think back, that's you, not one of the strongest like Bond. You know, people love the video game, I think, more than the movie. I yes. think that's what people think about, right? Yes. The video game. That's what the I action think. The yeah. action is actually... Well, I actually think the action is actually pretty good, though, in, in Goldeneye. Okay. What was the it's last well, uh, Pierce well Brosnan one with Holly Berry? Die, die Another Day. I love that movie. I love that one so much. <laughs> That's like the Batman and Robin I of love James it. Bond movies. <laughs> that was the last one I saw in the theater. Of Bond. Oh, oh, you didn't oh, see really? Casino Royale in the... the theater? Nope. Oh, oh wow. I haven't seen any of those. You haven't seen them at all or just not in the theater? I haven't seen them at all. Oh, but I get a lot they're... of shit from my co-host Dustin on two dollar late fee because I, I I like there's they're so many pretty good. new movies that I haven't seen like Deadpool and you know he's like you haven't seen Deadpool I'm like no nah, I'm too busy watching movies for Pad <laughs> <laughs> too, watching, too busy watching eighties movies right <laughs> I get it man it's true most I mean most of the new movies they just, they just don't hit the same way I, it's you know, true they don't. sorry 
They really don't. I, I was telling my wife, I was like, kill every streaming service. I don't give a crap. Get rid of all of them. We have, I have like a million 80s <laughs> movies that I've never seen before. We can just watch them for the rest of our lives. Who cares? <laughs> for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I'm watching Treasure exactly. of the Four Crowns the other day, and I'm like, this is so <laughs> horrible, but like so good at the same time. It, it's winning. It's winning across the board right now. A.K.A. Treasure of the Four Lamps, A.K.A. Treasure of the Four Condors. <laughs> A.K.A. Well, living Spaces, it, Treasure of the Living Spaces. I don't know. Treasure of the Walmart. And it's funny because, like, uh, we were talking on another episode that I watched one of these uh, streaming service movies, Ghosted, Mm. which was the biggest piece of shit movie I've seen in a long time. And the conversation is like, okay, in like 30 years from now, are people going to be watching Ghosted being like, oh, man, I love these 2023 (laughs) movies. It it won't exist anymore. I mean, it's I just saw that Tarantino thing the other day where he was like these to me, these streaming movies don't even exist. Like they cost a ton of money. People watch them once when they come out and then they forget they exist and there's no conversation about it. It's not it doesn't go on and exist as a as a cultural artifact in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention all streaming services just will just drop things so they don't have to pay royalties. I think they I think Disney Plus said they were going to drop like the Willow TV show. I'm like, you just they're going to they're dropping their own stuff. Yeah. And and, and then (laughs) they wonder. They sit there and they're like, oh, but why aren't people staying subscribed to our service? It's because you're morons. That's why. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even get nothing else going HBO on. Shit. Yeah. It, uh, so where does it end up, James? If it's behind Young Guns, what was after Young Guns? Uh, Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Uh, I mean, it, these guys seem to think it's better than Goldeneye. I guess we could stick it in front of Goldeneye. All right, yeah. so that'll be new number 132. Nice. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay, so, Goldeneye sucks. <laughs> top 200. It's in the top 200. Wow. So, but but uh, Pitch Fuck Black you, is still Goldeneye. higher, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Corey's like that's that's all that's important here. <laughs> that's wait, all wait. I care about. <laughs> but wait, guys, guys, is 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 my boy? Is my boy Vin Diesel? Is he still above Vin it? Vin D? Street Shark Man? Oh yeah, we we couldn't do that to him. No. We couldn't put him below that. It's all about family here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have well we'll have you guys back in one year to do Nemesis Two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. just keep coming back for the next six years and keep doing Nemesis oh, every yeah. year. Good lord. Did you guys Apparently, I think Did there's a crossover do... movie too. What? Say that again. I think there's like a spin-off movie too. I was reading. There is so. really. Yeah. From Did Nemesis? you guys do? Yes. Okay. Did you guys do? Uh, did you guys do Wanted Dead or Alive with Rucker Hauer? We haven't done that. Uh, Corey threw me a list of stuff you guys were interested in Let's put doing. Put that on that list. I Hi. I only chose uh, <laughs> I only chose this one because it was easy access for us. Have to, you Have to you done it. Shoot to Kill yet with Tom Berenger and Sidney Poitier? No, no, no. But it's on. I have a huge list of movies that we got to do at some point, <laughs> and that's on there. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wanted Dead or Alive. I want to do Blind Fury with Rick or Howard, the where he's a yeah, samurai. that's a fun I remember, one. I remember liking that one. Yeah. Corey, have you seen but Shoot to Kill with Tom Berenger, Sydney Poitier? No. Put that on your list. Watch copy, it. Copy that. Yep. It's on. Do, do it right <laughs> out. Like, done. Boop, 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 boop. It's yeah. on there. <laughs> <laughs> done. Awesome. Well, thank you guys once again for being on the show. Why don't you plug your plug shows, all your stuff? Plug all your shows and uh, you know where people can find you. Chat. Yeah. Okay. Zach, you go first, buddy. 
All right. So I'll let Corey talk about podcasting after dark, but you can find me at $2 late fee, uh, TWO on Instagram and $2 late fee.com 80s movie podcast. Uh, territory marks is also a part of $2. Late oh, yeah, fee, right. And that's a wrestling eighties wrestling show. It's all under the $2 late, all under the $2 late fee umbrella. Corey, how about you? Yeah, you can find us over at uh, Podcasting After Dark. Uh, you can find links in all the shows at podcastingafterdark.com, as well as merch and everything like that. And uh, on Instagram, uh, at podcastingafterdark. You know, whatever it is, at podcastingafterdark. Um, that's pretty much where we live is on Instagram and everything. So, yeah, we got in TV Obscura uh, with our buddy Diallo is on uh, the Podcasting After Dark feed as well. So, yeah, podcastingafterdark.com. That podcastafterdark.com that's two dollar late fee t-w-o-d-o-l-l-a-r.com <laughs> <laughs> or from the late fee fuck whatever you got guys it, are, <laughs> got it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah we got it we got it downloaded some territory marks right, right dude now, awesome so. i hope you like it <laughs> l- l- please let me know what you think uh, it, it's my baby um really quick that show, we, we each bring a match to the episode. So Paul brings a match, I bring a match, and then we discuss. Paul was trained by Terry Funk. Uh, he's got oh, cool wow. insights yeah. to the wrestlers that we talk about. Um, and then we I throw some really cool clips in there, too, and it, it's a lot of fun. So That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's for definitely for people who, who grew up watching the stuff and, and for new people who I, are not familiar with it. Yeah, and I, I was going to say, and for new people, because I grew up um i've always had my closest friends have always been wrestling fans but i've never been a wrestling person but i still sort of like i know a lot (laughs) through osmosis um and i'm learning a lot with uh territory marks when i listen to territory marks i very much enjoy it even though i'm not like a hardcore fan and i'm also feel like i'm learning things so i love that show so i I always give that a shout out and i mean i love two dollar lafey as well and i love action action i've been listening to you guys for a while now. that's right yeah you guys I'm happy, yeah. rolling, so. <laughs> I'm happy to finally be on your show, guys. So thanks for having me on. Yes, yeah, it was a long time you. coming. So, but thanks so much, guys, for for coming on. Of course. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll save Wanted Dead or Alive for next time. <laughs> oh yeah, it's got yeah. it's got Gene Simmons in it. Nice man. He did way more movies than I realized. Yep. And he's a, he's usually kind of fun in them, actually. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> to me, uh, really well, quick, Wanted Dead or Alive is the Punisher movie that could have been. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Not a, a fan of the Dolph one? <laughs> uh, no, I like the Dolph one. Don't get me wrong. But this was like, this is a kind of vigilante bounty hunter character. I felt like they could have molded more around the Punisher. Rucker mm. Hauer would have made a great Punisher. That's I really true. think. <laughs> he said to dye his hair black like Dolph. <laughs> yeah. I think they could have got away with him being blonde. I think they could have. I think they could have. I think they could have. You probably had in his contract. You can't dye this. These beautiful golden locks. <laughs> oh, do you guys have a breed apart on that list? A breed apart with Rucker Hauer and Powers Booth and and uh, no. Kathleen Turner. Ooh, that's a good one. And oh, and okay. uh, a breed apart. And, uh, Donald <laughs> He's Pleasance. Like <laughs> Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance is in that too. Donald Pleasance. Just making my list get bigger. A and breed bigger apart. Here. A breed apart. A breed, a breed apart. apart. Nice. All right. Well, thank you guys once again. Um, had a lot of fun. Look forward to the next time, what you bring. And um, 
If you want to uh, talk to Dustin, uh, you can talk to <laughs> Dustin on uh, Instagram at Action Action Podcast. Uh, you can also check out our list. It's on Letterboxd at Action Action. And, uh, you know, become a Patreon follower and make us pick a movie. Yeah, uh, choose a movie. Force us to watch movies like Nemesis. <laughs> and uh, Or don't. You know, you, you don't, don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> And uh, and also get stickers and mugs and you know things like that. I'm currently working on a new shirt. It's gonna come eventually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I just looked up a read apart. Let's go, guys.